Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the weekend and the early edition of Housing Information You Can Trust right here for the next two hours, followed by Michigan State football. How are you doing, partner? My name is Ben Carvely. I'm the outside guy. I'm sorry. You just you, you think you're so important that people assume you assume people know who you are. People know me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. You know who I am? We finally are on my schedule, 7 to 9, early. Yeah, you're not well. No. You're not well. What time did you go to sleep last night? Sick people. Uh, 9.30. You are getting old. <laughs> I, I am. My goodness, 9.30, Grandpa. <laughs> I watched an ad for the old Beverly Hills Billy show Yeah, where they're telling the banker he can he, he's staying with him. Mr. Drysdale, you can stay up till seven thirty, eight, eight o'clock if you want. We don't care. <laughs> you go, wow, that's late. <laughs> I stayed up too late last night. Did you? Yeah, watching a new series on Netflix. Oh, TV gosh. does it to people. What's that? TV. Yeah, yeah. People stay up and watch shows. You know what? When you get to the old, my, my <laughs> wife and I, when 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 the pandemic hit, my wife and I just sat there and watched and watched. You know. Series, you know, we enjoy getting the series yeah. and stuff like that. So we try to find new, new series. But you don't have a TV in the bedroom, do you? No, nope. So I mean, you've got to get up and walk all Bedrooms the from... way to the bedroom <laughs> after the show's over. <laughs> do you know what? You don't need TV anymore as long as you have phones. So you know, I'll, I'll, ah, I tell wife. you know, it's time for bed. We go to bed. We, I, I'm the guy that will look at my phone for three minutes and then I put it down. She'll stay up looking at her phone until it's time for her. But last night she was passed out. So. <laughs> Everything is good. Everything is good. And uh, the weather's supposed to be really good coming up. So, you know, for for the time of year that we're I in. I know. The roofers are loving it. Uh, yes. The, the painters even uh, were supposed to be uh, fairly warm this coming week. Yes. Yep. So that should be good. So people should get a chance to get out and winterize their equipment, get the lawn mowed maybe one more time. I still need to mow. Do you? Yeah, I do. do. That's a good point. Or else the mice are going to have a field day. Get it? Field? (laughs) Talk about that. Tell people what you're talking about. Well, I mean, my my grass got so long with the water we had, and I haven't been able to shorten it up. And we like it short going into the winter months because the mice and other vermin will winter under the snow in your grass, kill the roots, eat the roots. And the thicker it is, the happier they are. Yeah, you're right. You're you can right. hear them romping out there like a cartoon during the winter. <laughs> if you have a two-story house, sometimes in the winter, as the ice is melting, if you look down, you can see their paths, what they do in oh, the, in the big snow. Time. And, yeah, it's so important to make sure you seal every area of your house to stop them. I don't think people realize a rodent can fit through a hole 10% of its body size. Scary, isn't it? That's amazing. That's right. And if you ever seen a hole that rats access, they're always disgustingly filthy around it. And that's one of our advice when we send people responses is, if you see holes that look disgusting around it, like there's something. Like grease and dirt. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, uh, on, the, on the positive side, today is Salt Sale Saturday. We're always positive. It is Salt Sale Saturday from Beauchamp and Water Treatment Solutions. Right? Yes. I mean, people got time to, th- to plan. Maybe have another coffee. Get done listening to us. It'll still be early on Salt Sale Saturday. Yes. Early enough to drive to Beauchamp and get a tremendous deal on probably the best softener salt made. Right? Agreed. Yep. Now, Very if you want to love your water, sorry, then you should use only the best salt in your softener. And consider reverse osmosis. You and I love the idea of it. Yes. And you were going to read an email later on from someone that had really bad water. Re- uh, 
Um, really bad water. <laughs> well, arguably, maybe good water. Just wouldn't drink it. It's contaminated. You just contaminated. It's contaminated. Yeah. But you yeah. could use it for other purposes. You can't. <laughs> right. Campfires. Uh... Run the furnace. <laughs> I didn't think about that, Chuck. <laughs> I, you know, I can't help but think about it. There. Do, do you want to get into that? Sure. Surely? Sure. The methane issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We had a a emailer email us and ask us about a under the sink reverse osmosis system, and we do what we do. We send her. Our water people. Oh, you know, we got great water people. Yes, our water people. So, um, this was from uh, Patty, and that she moved to her house in Howell thirty years ago, and it had a strong odor, a fuelish smell. She was alarmed, obviously. She had someone come out and take a look from the from Lansing, and they were told to put a gas separator into their how into their plumbing. Because the methane gas was so strong. She called the Howell Fire Department to get some advice. She said she could fill a plastic milk jug with cold water, put a match to it, and a flame would shoot out, shoot out the top. <laughs> That's scary. That is unbelievable. You know, I remember for the late, the late great Frank Beckman talking about uh, fracking, and they say that, you know, they would show pictures of someone lighting a, a, a spigot and saying it's because fracking. And Frank said, no, it's not. It's because of methane gas in the in the dirt, in, in the earth. And we knew that was true. Absolutely. And I mean, the decomposition of organics creates methane gas. Uh, it's interesting. In the late 70s, 80s, they were actually thinking of raising herds of cattle inside enclosed buildings to yes. trap the methane and use that to run the farm. I've heard that, yeah. Uh, not unlike what they they do in places where they ferment beer or wine. They can capture the off-gassing from the fermentation process and recycle it as a fuel, which, right. which is okay. Right. And, yeah. Pretty you know, cool. that, it, it is insane because she said the foul fire chief came out and said he had never seen anything like this. So when she had the option for city water to come down the road a couple of years ago, she got city water, and we chose it. Eh? <laughs> we don't blame her, but that to me is just amazing. You don't know where your what's been dumped in your on your property. You don't know what's lived on your property. Like you're saying, it could have been a cattle farm. We, my wife and I, bought property years ago that used to be part of the old Cook's Dairy Farm over in Ortonville, oh, Brandon area. Ice cream, yeah. Oh, yeah, good ice cream. And I remember so well. Any time I put shovel. Into the earth, it smelled like a, a cattle farm because there's so many cattle grazing on that property over the years. Yeah, and there's no. As soon as I did it, I smelled the the Good, rich soil. Didn't bother me at all. I mean, I actually enjoy the smell. Of that I actually sense. like the smell of cattle. It's kind of a sweet. I, I've talked about when I drive to uh, see my son at Central Michigan. Heading north, uh, south of town, still probably 20 miles or so, there's a huge pig farm. Okay. And that is not a good smell. No, it's not. Pig you, and chicken. You, you and I, when we used to ride on motorcycles, remember getting behind a pig truck, a truck hauling pigs? You want to get out oh, from behind that as soon as possible. That's a vile. It is. <laughs> and the methane would not be good every time we turned down a faucet. We've, we've been in houses like that, right? Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, I always feel bad for those pigs, too, whenever they're in those trucks. I always feel bad for them. You don't think they're going to a better place? 
my stomach eventually <laughs> when they'd be turned into bacon. I know. <laughs> but you see them shoved in there on the hot, hot, hot days, and I'm like, oh, I feel bad about that. I do, too. Really? In all honesty, I do, too. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's interesting. Someone we feel good about is anybody that's getting a brand-new roof on their house from a company that we know will put an asphalt shingle on that will last Decades, 30, 40, 50 years. So many of our great, you know, the, the biggest and best residential contractors are at the insideoutsideguys.com, without a doubt. We love them all. The ones that give back, that don't have to give back, just hold a special place That's in That's even heart. better. You know what? A company like Victor's Roofing, you hear Paul W. talk about them all the time. They don't have to give away roofs, but they give away at least a dozen. Give, give, free, at least a dozen a year to a deserving homeowner who needs help. That's why we love Victor's Home Solutions. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being on the other end of this signal. I want to remind you the phone lines are open at 888-654-4897 if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Yes, sir. So as we get into the uh, cooler season, uh, you know, this is Michigan, the downright cold season, we're going to need some... Uh, some help conditioning the air in our house. And when Chuck and I get quite a few emails this time of year talking about humidity in the house or sometimes even lack of humidity in the house as well. And one of the things people need to do when it comes to the air in their home is move the air. I don't think people understand, Chuck, how important it is to move the air in their home. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Uh, you know, we're we're living in, in cubes, right? Every room is a cube of some kind. We don't live in domes, which move air and humidity more efficiently than square cubes do. And if you sit in whatever room you're sitting in right now, look up in the corners and just ask yourself, am I moving the air from that corner? Yeah, good point. Probably yeah. not. Probably not. Look down at the corner of the floor. You're probably not moving that air. Even when the furnace runs, you're not effectively moving that air. So what you get are pockets of humidity, pockets of maybe temperature. Maybe it's warmer over there. Than, it, mm -hmm. than your feet are in the middle of that room. Yeah. <laughs> Those outside corners, right? Those oh, tend to get time. it really bad. Yeah, big time. So it's a big thing to move the air. We, uh, the article that we put in the uh, homestyle section yesterday of the Detroit News talked about that. If you're leaving your house for one, two, three, four, five months, do something to keep the air moving. That is so important. Yeah. So important, everybody out there, because as the air's moving, the mold can't. Well, less chance of the mold attaching itself to anything. Well, less chance of having pockets of humidity that will grow mold. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because physics demands that if you move the air, the moisture in the air will disperse into other air that doesn't have as much moisture into drier air. If you're not moving it, you'll get pockets, and that's where you get, like closets, when somebody opens a closet and sees right. humidity growing in the baseboard, or mold growing in the baseboard. Right, exactly, especially in those corners, too, right? Yeah. That's why we tell people, when we get these emails from homeowners out there, one of our advice is go up to a local hardware store and buy a digital thermometer, or maybe three or four digital thermometers with a humidistat. They all have that. They're very inexpensive, maybe 10 bucks each, and put it at different parts of your home. Because remember, where your thermostat is right now, it's measuring the humidity where that thermostat is. And if you have a ceiling fan that's constantly moving the air in that area where the thermostat is, it's not taking into account the rooms upstairs that have no air moving. The basement. Sure yeah, the basement, right. Yeah. right. 
That's why we talk about people go, why do you tell me to open all my doors before I leave my house for a month in the winter or, or two? And, again, that's part of the reason. Right. Because right, right. you got that closed door, you're not going to move the air in that space. So that's number one, move the air. And we say move the air, whether it's a ceiling fan. You know, if you have box fans, if you have little fans that you put next to your nightstand to help you sleep, all of that moves the air. And individual rooms, we want those air, that air moved as well, right? Yeah, if you leave the doors open and run a box fan or even put your fan on, if you have a DC fan, a newer fan on your a blower motor on your furnace, that's extremely effective. My furnace, I keep my blower motor up high. Let's keep my, my, my fan up high all the time, especially this time of year. I keep it up high, and that runs constantly. That's just always running in my house, and it's, it's so inexpensive. It's, it's nothing. Because you have a newer one. Yes, because I have, yeah. I, have a, I have a newer one. But also, you know, there are some houses, and mine's one of them, needs a dehumidifier. You just, or you need a humidifier. You just need it, unfortunately. And sometimes you need more than one. And if you can direct those dehumidifiers with a hose directly to a drain, it makes life so much easier. <laughs> easier isn't even the word, because most of us, in all honesty, are out of sight, out of mind people, right? Right. Absolutely. You get a dehumidifier that you have to empty every time it gets filled and stops working, you're probably not going to remember to do that. Especially if it's downstairs in the basement. Oh, stuff yeah, like which that. is where they generally are. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. So that's important. Now, when you take a shower, um, so important. Chuck, you taught me this years ago as far as the towel. I like the towel. You say you, when you're done, you, you dry off with a towel. If you have a curtain, you open the curtain to the center of the of the um, rod, curtain rod. In other words, you have move uh, air on each side of that rod to move around and keep it open. Squeegee. Um, don't shut stuff till it dries. House plants, right? House plants are a huge contributor to humidity. Yeah, indoor humidity, and you got to be careful with those. Of course, most people overwater them anyway. But You're right, house plants, aquariums, uh, people that uh, we've been in houses where people just cook a lot. Yeah. So there's always boiling water on the aquariums. Stove. <laughs> you know, that's a great point. People don't think about that when they buy an aquarium. No. They put a giant tub of water right in the middle of their house, which is going to evaporate water and get into your environment. Which is good in January and February. Right. But not so good in August and September, you know. Right. So it's one of those things you got to control it. You got to think about it. The exhaust fans you mentioned when you take a shower, using an exhaust fan in the bathroom and, and running it well after you're done in there, leaving the door to the bathroom open after you've showered so air moves through it. Right. That's a team partner we need, Chuck. We need a team partner that just does bathroom or kitchen exhaust fans. Whew, that's yeah. I know properly, properly, exactly uh, properly because those have to be. Vented outside to the outside air. And uh, unfortunately, too many of them over the years were not. Or they were too weak to push the air outside. Well, or there's or, no return air for them. Right, right. Or there's return air and it's it nobody uses it because it comes in ice cold in January. So you've got to route return air so that it's preheated before it gets to the source of the house where it's actually entering the house. Right. Or entering, you know, hitting your feet. We, we try to solve all those conundrums with uh, putting good exhaust fans in utility rooms and return air mm -hmm. and in kitchens, right. in our spec houses. And it takes a little bit of thinking, uh, pre-thinking. You, know, you can't just do it after the fact and expect it to work well. Pre-planning, right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's a big deal. We have a, a listener email us right now who wants to put a bathroom fan in, but somebody put an addition on top of the bathroom, and okay. she can't find a way to vent it outside. Oh. And unfortunately, sometimes our response has to be, you know, we don't know when they can help with that. No, I mean, to do, you know, I'm assuming, I think what, I know what she's got. They're going to need to maybe tear out drywall and redo drywall and repaint some ceilings and do some other stuff in order to get that properly ducted and vented outside. And, you know, what you think is a small couple hundred dollar project turns into a couple thousand dollar project. And we hear that so much. I mean, it's some, sometimes the prices that you and I hear are, are surprising. And huh. to send someone out to do something, to send somebody out to install a bathroom fan. Now, a good bathroom fan is going to run 200 bucks. Easy. A, a decent bathroom fan. But I think in to get someone to install it and deduct the workout, you're talking at least $1,000. At least. To put one of those in. But it's worth it. And it's, it is worth it. And, again, return air is a big consideration. Exhausting to the outdoors is a big consideration. Uh, not losing, if it's a 200 uh, cubic foot per minute fan, but you, your ductwork is so convoluted and screwed up that, you know, you lose – 50% of that capacity by the time it gets outside, then you've got to think about that. Right. You know, right, right, right. a lot of issues there. You know, you talk about bidding. Um, my little brother down in Florida uh-huh. uh, just had to bid a new air conditioner. And his first bid for a 310 unit, which is not a very big unit, right. Right. came in at $8,500, which is a lot of money no matter what state of the union you're in, right? That's that's a lot of money. A lot of money. He called me. I told him, I said, look, get on the phone, bid that specification. Give those people the last opportunity, but bid that specification with other professional companies. Don't share the number with anybody. Right. I'm a big believer. You don't do that. So they bid the three-ton unit. You want him to call and ask around about a three-ton unit, basically. Same spec, same spec. So three-ton, you know, same warranty, blah, 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 yada, yada. When we come back, we'll have to talk more about that because it's interesting what a couple phone calls made for him. People have heard George Klempert from Family Heating and Cooling on the WJR Airwaves for many, many, many years. And, And now George is enjoying retirement, and his daughter Crystal and son LaDan have taken over the company, and it truly is a family company. Great people, great employees. I mean, these are employees, not subcontractors. They're not paid by the job. They're paid by by family for being employees. One of the many reasons why family heating, cooling, electrical is so successful. We're going to make them the next sponsor of the Inside Outside Guys. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. You know, we are talking about many subjects that we love, but we would love to talk to you. So if you have a question, give us a call, 888-654-GUYS. Mention my brother. Yes. Air conditioner. Yes. 8500 bucks, which you and I, we don't pretend to know all the, all the prices, but that's high for what he was getting. Sounds high to me. So... What we say is take that same specification, take the names off it, take the numbers off it, but the exact same spec, size, you know, rating, warranty, those kinds of things, and ask other professionals that you trust to do the work, to, to bid the work. Long story short, he's getting it done for $5,200 instead of $8,500. Better in his pocket than theirs. The exact same spec. 
Wow. And that company's making good money. And they should. There's nothing wrong with that. Exact same unit, exact same size, exact yeah. same everything. Yeah. And the unit, the, the, the brand name wouldn't matter as much to you and I. No. But Isn't that amazing? Almost $3,000. See? That's huge for the at, sake of a few phone calls. You and I have been on both sides of that table. We've been the guy sitting in front of the couple and them, right, then, them signing that contract and handing us a check. And then we've been on this side of it as well. Yeah. And I don't blame people. Matter of fact, Chuck, you and I encourage people to get estimates. Many times when I'll send back a, a response to an email, I will say, here are three numbers, get get estimates yeah. when, whenever we can. But compare apples to apples. That's Amen. the biggest thing. The same specification is critical. Amen. Yeah. Amen. If someone is, if you get three estimates and someone's a lot higher than somebody else, that's when you really need to dive in and find out why are they a lot higher exactly. than somebody else. There are companies whose model is to just bid stupidly high because they know based on percentages they'll get enough work to make it a lot of money. Right. And, and that's fine. That's their model. That's what they do. You and I aren't saying don't be that company, but we are from a consumer perspective saying don't be the consumer that gets ripped off and spends twice what they should <laughs> or a third again what they should. And there, there, like I said, there are different ways of looking at it. You get three estimates, go from there. But we also give people permission that if they get their first estimate, they like it, they like the person. They love the it, company. It's a strong referral. Go ahead and do that. However, make you hold them accountable. Make sure they do everything they're going to say, and that's also on the contractor as well. If you're the only person that they're getting the bid for, once you lay out those specifications, you make sure you do everything that that specification says for those homeowners because if you don't, you're ripping them off. Yeah. That's, that's just the bottom line. It is. So there are way, there's way too many good contractors out here in southeast Michigan there really are. for anyone to get ripped off. There yeah. really is. If, if you think something's wrong, send us an email. We, we get that email all the time. Do you know of this company that came and gave me a bid? I, I like I like them, and I will. And I know you will too. We'll research the company a little yep. bit, take a look at them, and many times our response is, "We're not familiar with that company, but everything we see, they seem legitimate." And go for it. We yeah. may suggest a couple of our own contractors. That's you what we're tend here to for. Hear negatives. If if there are negatives, they tend to ripple through the industry pretty quickly. And one of the strongest things we can say about a company is we haven't heard anything bad about them. You're so right. Isn't that crazy? And, and, you know, also, even if we had, we're not going to tell that homeowner they're a terrible company. No. We're just going to say we have not. I'll tell you them. what I do. What, what I do, do in a situation like that, if yep. I've heard bad things about company A, I won't, I won't cut company A down. I will say if I was getting that work done, if Ken and I were getting that work done, we would call B and C. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Had that happen with a window company just last week. Oh, really? And it was a window company I would not hire. Okay. But I wasn't going to knock that window company in an email. I probably or know who you're talking about. Go ahead. On the air. <laughs> I know you do. So uh, my response literally was, if Ken and I were getting new windows, we would talk to these companies. Yeah. yeah. And buy from these companies. Yeah. We will get emails from homeowners that got two or three estimates from our team partners. And they may be wildly different. Now, we trust all three team partners. And our response would be, we would let, and, and this is my response all the time, 
I would let any of them do work on my house. Yeah. So at that point, go for the lowest bid. If the spec is the same. If the, exactly. If, if the specifications are the same. Yeah. yeah. you got to have the same spec, same warranty. Again, apples to apples. And I, I talk, as a matter of fact, we've written articles about this where I was, I remember years ago, decades ago, I was building a new house and, and there, it was going to require installation of a water well. And I hadn't done one for, for three or four years, a well. So I contacted a well dr- driller that I would hire, invited him to lunch, told him what I was doing, and had him create the specification. Okay. And I told him, I said, you know, you're my preference. I would rather hire you but I'm using you in this regard and buying you lunch for this purpose to create specification because I don't know, you know, the new innovations in well drilling and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So this guy spent a couple hours on my dime educating me, and I ended up hiring him. But I used that specification to create the bid for the owner and to go out and talk to other well drillers. Yeah. And it ended up I went back to the guy that gave me that spec and hired him at his price. But he created the spec. He was the expert. He's a guy I would hire. Yeah, but you're an expert, too. And this is why it's so important, the advice that you're giving people right now, because we want them to do this. It doesn't take, don't, no offense, brother, it doesn't take an expert to do what you did. No, it doesn't. Right. But it makes great sense. I mean, you have a, a, a family member who's doing an addition right now, and they got an estimate for, the, for just the lumber in the 50s, right? Almost the 60s. Almost the 60s. Yeah. And that was the only specification they got. And you gave them great advice. Look, you don't, as long as the lumber is the same, and it probably go, why, what do you care where it comes from? Exactly. If you send those specs, just, and it's this simple, email it out to three or four different lumber companies. How much time does that take? Again, and you could save. You eliminate the pricing and the name. There you go. That's huge. But if, if the next bid comes back $1,500 less expensive, What's well, $1,500 in your, in your pocket for the exact same specifications? Yeah, you spent maybe an hour or two for 1500 bucks. Who wouldn't do that? Amen. That's a great That's what I always say. Each phone call is going to be worth 500 to to $1,000 to you. How many right. do you want to make? How much right. do you want to save? Right, right, right. Because at that point, again, make sure you're getting the exact same stuff. That's the key, the same specification. If, if it's... If it's Two by fours for the exterior walls. Are they the, the, the same grade and species? I, you know, are they are they cured and dried the same way? You know, do they have the same warranty? Do they have the same return policy? You know, because for instance, with two by fours for the exterior walls, <laughs> if I needed a hundred, I would order a hundred and fifty. Right. right. And my agreement with the lumberyard was, I'm going to pick the best hundred. You're going to pick up the fifty I don't use and give me full credit for them. Yeah. Right. Hey, is that, if anyone's ever gone to a big box store and tried to pick out a bunch of uh, two-by-fours for maybe forms for concrete, <laughs> every third one you, you you reject. And that's for concrete forms. That's, that's for not concrete. for walls. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> every, every third one you reject. So that is very important. And, and, and we know a lot of people aren't going to be out there uh, building an addition, but this goes for anything. You name it on your house, this goes for anything. And I think one of the biggest thing, problems, mistakes that people make is they go, okay, I want it, I want it now. Coming up on these next couple of months, all the companies that are inside-outside guys are going to experience a little bit of a lull going into winter. 
But every one of these companies still want to keep their people busy going into winter. They sure do. So this is a great time to give them a call. You may get discounted prices going into winter. Someone like Brickwork Property Restoration. Absolutely. They can do brickwork, believe it or not, all year round. They can tent around chimneys. They can tent around porches, whatever it may take. And they will give better pricing going into the winter just to keep their guys busy. Yeah, and it's so important in this market, too, this labor market, that companies keep their people employed year-round because they're afraid of losing them. So, exactly. So that it's, it's even a bigger issue, I think, today than it's ever been in our history in the industry. No, Chuck, I mean, I did this for many years. Winter would come and we'd lay people off. That yeah. would scare me today. Oh, yeah. To lay those people exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah, because I don't want them finding any other job. And it used to be, it was so automatic that you'd lay people off, they'd collect unemployment for two or three months, and you'd get busy and call them up and they'd come back to work. Today, right, you'd be afraid. Here's a perfect example. I don't want to lose them. MacFarlane Painting. Oh. MacFarlane <laughs> Painting does a ton, ton, ton of exterior painting. But I guarantee you, probably starting in about August, they, and here's the thing about MacFarlane Painting, they have meetings constantly with their people. Yep. One of those meetings, John's going to say, okay, guys, we're heading, on to, we're heading into winter now. Let's concentrate on some interior work and give some customers some discounts going into the wintertime. That way, and, and that way, those in- exterior guys can come inside for the winter and not go on. Stay busy. And MacFarlane Painting, by the way, if no one's ever used them, they are a phenomenal painting company who does much more than painting. Oh, and it's funny. It's it's one of the reasons that John bought that uh, place where he has professional paint booths set up so he can literally do inside work year-round. Right. Professionally. Yeah. We had a chance to spend some time with Dale King yesterday at Foundation Systems of Michigan. Great guy. And, and the man's been in the basement and foundation industry for decades now. And started that, out hauling buckets of trash. They did. <laughs> they did. And they started out in Livonia, I think probably around 15 years ago, 16 years ago. Now they're in Livonia. Grand Rapids, Rochester Hill, and Traverse City, for they can take care of every single homeowner in the state of Michigan. If you need help with your basement, your foundation, call Foundation Systems of Michigan. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you we're going to be here until 9 a.m. this morning, and the phone lines will be open during that period of time. Where else can you go? Anywhere in the state of Michigan, alone in the country, where you can get over 85 years of combined housing experience Right at your fingertips, whether you call us now at 888-654-4897. Send us an email during the week at theinsideoutsideguys.com or check us out on Facebook. We are here for you. There's no reason not to get all the Inside Outside Guys. And Chuck, just yesterday we posted uh, this week's article on Facebook. And I want to remind everybody, you know, you may have an issue at your house. We just got done talking about humidity. We just got talking about talking about the water issues if you go to the inside outside guys.com and you click on articles you can probably find the article with just about anything you guys are handling in your house you name it i could sit here and read all these different subjects at the inside outside guys.com we just want everyone to know that those articles are available 24 7 right there it'll probably answer a ton of your questions i wonder if we shouldn't on our website put an index on a separate page of article titles 
since we have a few hundred of them now. Yeah, we do have a separate page for our articles. Maybe yeah. alphabetically. Is I'm what just thinking of maybe an alphabetical or topical index so people can reference stuff we did. Because a lot of times you and I will respond to an email saying we wrote an article on that right. a year ago. But, you know, honesty. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we had someone just, I don't know, probably a month or so ago that asked about an article. And I searched, and I searched, and I searched, and I couldn't find it. Well, there you go. I know. If we had it alphabetically. But we need people a lot smarter than us to do it. Or by topic. Or by topic. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I think if we if we do it by topic, then if someone's looking for something on concrete, there you do, go. You know, we got six articles on concrete. Under C's, right? <laughs> <laughs> alphabetical by topic. There you go. There you go. There you go. Here, let me write that down because you and I tomorrow will be going, what did we say? <laughs> but these are articles that uh, can definitely, they're, they're meant to help homeowners with issues in their homes like the one yesterday, right? Yeah. And, and, I mean, we talk about everything from bidding to product and material. But yesterday was about winterizing your home if you're the either the snowbird leaving the state or you're the person that has a cottage up north that you're vacating for a couple months. Right. What if do you, you do? If you were vacating your cottage for the whole winter, yep, would you winterize it? Well, I mean, it's a relative term, right? Would you fully winterize it? I wouldn't do what I used to do for uh, GMAC in their vacated properties. Right. There you go. Okay. Uh, what I do, uh, we leave the heat on, we leave the furnace running, and we set, have a low setting. Now, in the article, we qualify. If you have an old... A 70-year-old house that leaks air and is, you know, in terrible shape, condition, a cottage, Shame whatever. on them. Go ahead. <laughs> then you probably want to set your thermostat down as low as you possibly can to still keep it running and keep the frame from freezing. Right. And it's going to be different in every house. We set ours up north around 50, 55, but it's a well-built, you know, well-insulated you home. Yeah, you know yes. how it's built. Yeah. Right, right. The cottage I had for years on the lake up there, the, that the wind would just come across that lake and just beat that, that cottage up. I never winterized it. I had a neighbor that winterized it every time he left and every time he came, and I'm not kidding, that man had more problems with his water lines. Yeah. You know, something was always bursting for him. I'm a big believer. If you don't have to mess with that stuff, if you don't have to drain the water heater, you're better off not doing it, even though we advise people to do it. We do, but, it's, I mean, if if you're... It's not very much money. I mean, my bills might have ran 30 35 bucks a month. So when you say you never winterized it, you you left the furnace on. I left the furnace on. Yeah. I opened up the cabinet doors. Yep. And I turned off the breaker to the well pump. Okay. Okay. So Smart. if something did happen, the water wouldn't keep running and keep running and keep running like, like yeah. we, we explained there. But that was a small cottage up north. We used, This show was started right in the middle of the housing crisis in 2008, 2009. People we were abandoning we used to interview people that would literally go in and refab those houses. And one of the biggest problems they had was the drywall, believe it or not. People don't realize when that house gets that cold, stuff shrinks and drywall goes bad. And I don't want out of anything in my house, finish wise, I don't want to I don't want to mess with drywall. I don't want <laughs> I don't want patches. I can I, I, I notice drywall patches. That's just when I walk by some of this patch, I can tell I wouldn't want that. So I, if I'm going, let's say I'm leaving Christmas to go down to Florida in my house where I'm at right now, and I'll be back in March. Chuck, I'm not going to fully winterize it. I'm not. I'm going to leave the thermostat on low. I'm going to turn my 
uh, hot, the water heater on vacation mode, and I'm going to have a neighbor come over once in a while and just check on things. Yeah. I'm not going to fully turn it off. Yeah, I'm the same way. I prefer to do that, and it's not, it really isn't terribly expensive when you weigh the alternatives. Right. If there are water lines that I'm concerned about, I will buy a quality heat tape or something. There you go. Uh, because, again, I'd rather pay a few cents extra every month to run that heat tape than worry about a, a water line bursting. Where we uh, we hunt down in Ohio, we stand a cottage that is actually on stilts, about three feet on stilts. No insulation whatsoever, not built for warmth. So that floor loses a lot of heat. It loses a, a lot of heat. <laughs> and when we leave, like when I left this week, there was only one night that was supposed to get down to 32. Well, for me... That's enough to do a quick winter rise. I don't want to take a chance. So I turned the water heater off, turned the breaker for the water heater off, took antifreeze, poured them down, you know, turned the water off, opened up all the valves and poured antifreeze down. My partner was back. Poured antifreeze where? Down the kitchen sink and the, all the, the drains and all the drains and traps. Right. Okay. My partner was there the next day, so probably never need to be done, but I want to take a chance. Yep. Because last year or two years ago, we did take a chance. And when we came back, we didn't have no water. So we drove out and got some cables, went underneath, wrapped those lines in, in the heat cables. Good. And they, as soon as we turned it on, they unfroze. So it's kind of a backup there. We have a backup. Something does go wrong. What are your water lines made of in that shed? PVC. Cool. PVC. Pure PVC. Yeah. Less. Less. So when you say PVC, it's the old gray. No, it's white. It, it's not. A, is it a new PEX type product? Then? Nope. Newer? Nope, it's a white PVC. Okay. Uh, everywhere. I go underneath that cottage. I yeah, it's gotcha. White PVC. So. The the good thing about any any of the plastic water pipes is if they get water freezing in them, they have a higher resistance to bursting than copper. Right. right. The copper water lines. Uh, which is one of the reasons we like to see that even a new home. Uh, supply lines plumbed in what we call the PEX product, kind of the Kleenex name of the new plastic. Right, right. But it's it, quiet. And if PVC does burst, it's much easier for a homeowner to repair it than it would be for copper. Yeah, good point. <laughs> if you've ever seen copper burst because of uh, freeze-thaw cycles, it's almost frightening, the yeah. power. Oh, you're right, you're right. Man. You know, it, it's it's inevitable. Every house, once it's built, is eventually going to need some new stuff, whether that's a roof whether it's a windows, you name it. But if you're going to have to replace something like the windows, Chuck, don't you want to pl- replace them with something you never, ever, ever have to worry about again? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I hate grief. Yeah, if I do it, I'm going to do it once, and that's it. And, and not only do you never have to worry about it again, but even if you make a mistake and a window gets broken, Window World will give it a lifetime warranty and repair it for free, not only because they're Window World, but they're part of an awesome family, the Sheena family of Window World. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, we want to say give a shout-out to a man that goes to work uh, all the time at Iverson's Lumber, Rob, a good friend of ours, formerly with Michigan Lumber, both great lumber yards. Yes. You and I love great lumber yards. Yes. I love the smell of a great lumber yard. I like the guys in a great lumber yard. They always have hot coffee, too. There was nothing worse. <laughs> I know that, I know you felt this way. There was nothing worse than pulling up to a lumber yard at 6.30 in the morning and being on a line of 20 cars and then them not being having enough guys. And you start your morning off two hours late for a job. That just throws the whole day off, You know what, what I loved about yards like that was I could pull in, go to the back, load my vehicle, 
that I pull up to the contractor sales office, go in and have a coffee and talk to them, tell them what I got. Sure. They didn't go and triple check my load because I never stole. Right. I wouldn't steal right. anything. Right. And it was just a good way to do business. They knew me. You go into a big box store, for lack of a better way to put it, they don't know you. I don't care if you've been dealing with them for two years. You know, I just don't like that. I agree. I, that's not me. I agree. Yeah. And we're old school. We're old we shoes are. for the most part. We People don't like change. can't believe you put yourself in that category. Well, I'm not as old a shoe as you are, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting the leather look going. My wife's called the leather look. You don't have holes in the soles yet. <laughs> not yet. Hey, let's uh, send another congratulations out to our buddy Mike Pierce in Chippewa Valley High yeah, School. Yeah, how cool. Uh, winners of Division One football champions. So very cool stuff. Nice cool job, stuff. Chippewa Valley. And you said Goodrich won last Good, night. Yep, Goodrich marches won by one point last night. So they're still in the uh, still in as well. We enjoy we enjoy the high school football. We love that. Is really cool. High school football. Besides what they learn about the football, it molds men. It makes boys People. stronger. It, <laughs> you know, when you're when you're going to battle with other men, other other allies, what you mean? There's something about that. There's really just something about that builds character. It's funny because I watch it today, and I still, when I see a play totally fail, I say, "All oh, you, it's one on one. There's eleven on that team and eleven on your team. You take out a man yep. every play. Yep. If you do that every play, if you're on offense, for instance, then things are going to work. But people just don't have that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, my wife, I know, gets sick of it. But I love the sport. I love the Me idea too. of it. <laughs> I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. That golf, if you can swing a club at a little ball in front of 40 strangers who are going to hoot on you, that builds character. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> hey, the Fed left the rate unchanged this week. Ugh. That should bode well down the road. I know, I know. I, we, You and I are What is political. it at? Huh? What is it at now? Seven something? Uh, T-O-O. Too high, <laughs> but it's 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 too high in recent history because you and I have talked in the past about where it's been, and it'll uh, go back down. Yeah, it'll come back down, and it has definitely put the brakes on the housing, new housing, because uh, our kids are not used to these interest rates, uh, and maybe they shouldn't be. Maybe that's okay, but the fact that the the Fed left the uh, Fed fund rates unchanged. Is a good sign. So hopefully inflation is slowing and we'll stop seeing those interest rates uh, go up stupidly and everybody will benefit down the road. Hopefully. 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 And we'll get some new housing built. We need new housing built in this country. We do. In this state like nobody's business. We need new homes. We really do. Uh, And that's that's you and I talking. I mean, good heavens. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we will take any and all your housing questions. Phone lines are open. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Again, phone lines are open. Calls with any questions. I want to remind people that if you stay on top of minor maintenance, I mean, you've been big on this forever, and I agree with you. Um <laughs> You can avoid so much grief down the road. Uh, you know, I was thinking this morning I was unloading the dishwasher. What do you think every day? I was making my coffee. What's that? You think every day. <laughs> not just I try morning. not to. Not just in the morning. It hurts anymore. <laughs> but 
after I've run a load in the dishwasher and emptied it, I wipe it out. I take the inside dish of the dishwasher. Yeah, I wipe it out because there's crap in there and there's stuff and there's water. Okay. And I wipe the gaskets. Joe, uh, the appliance doctor, you know, taught us that. And then that towel, I'm going to wash. You know that that dish towel is going to get washed after that. But just that little swipe that maybe I don't know what's it take thirty seconds a minute maybe sure sure it's going to preserve and protect that dishwasher for years. That's good advice. I do it with the oven, you know, the fridge. Uh, hydrogen peroxide diluted in water is an excellent uh, anti-germ product. Right. Good mouthwash. You ever use it for mouthwash when you ran out of uh, no Listerine? Have you? Oh yeah, hydrogen peroxide. Oh yeah. No, I've never have. My mom got us on that years ago, and I figured she wasn't trying to kill us. So when she suggested it, Jack we... Daniels do the same thing, wouldn't it? What's that? Jack Daniels would do the same thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, but then you'd want to stand at the sink for like three hours and order another one. <laughs> you'd want to swallow it. I mean, the idea is, is a rinse and spit, right? But it'll actually help whiten your teeth, too, the hydrogen peroxide, because that's what they use in, right. in the uh, tooth Toothpaste, whiteners. right, right, right. But don't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> don't swallow. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. It is good stuff. I mean, soaking sponges, you know, that, that kitchen sponge that you're not ready to throw Yuck. away. Yuck, no, 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 no sponges. Sponges, no. no. You don't use sponges? No, no oh, more sponges. No, sponges. I use that man dish rags. I use brushes. I use brushes now. I have a brush, too, but I, I don't use that as much. Really? Yeah. I, you know what? I, I we, we talked about this last year, yeah. just about how much healthier brushes and easier to clean a brushes than a sponge. I'm not going to say we don't use sponges. We do, but we don't. We don't keep them anymore like we used to, and I use I just use that brush so much more than I used to. Whatever I pre-wash, clean, clean something because they're so easy. To, I mean, at that point, you put a little more soap on it, hold it under hot water, and it's what clean. do you wipe the counters with then? A dish towel. That's all. I'll use a di- clean dish. Towel. So you use a dish rag. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, as long as you have something like that, the sponge I'll periodically stick in the microwave or uh, soak it in in a, in a disinfectant. Right, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Now, also, you talk about countertops. This is a good time of year, everybody out there, to think about sealing your countertops. You're a granite, if they're the type that need, yeah. yeah, your granite countertops and stuff like that. It's a good time of year going into the holidays. Ceramic tile with grout. Yep. Clean yep. it, seal it, preparing that surface. And they make water-based uh, sealers anymore that are so easy to use. Yeah. You know, back in the day when everything was solvent-based and you had the off-gassing and the room stunk for 12 hours, today the water-based stuff is just a no-brainer. I did my uh, uh, master bath shower floor uh, just last week. Yep. Got on my hands and knees, scrubbed it, and then sealed it. Did you? Yeah. I mean, good, good time here to do it. I was... It probably took me 40 minutes total. This coming up week is going to be the last opportunity people have out to seal anything outside. Because, you know, you're not supposed to seal anything if it's going to be below freezing within 24 hours exterior. We're supposed to have some very good weather coming up yeah, this week. Yeah, we are. And what's going to happen is once that water, let's say you have a porch. The, I mean, I've seen porches, all right? You tear apart a porch with a cement cap and brick around the edge. There's no sand. What happened to the sand? What do you mean, no sand? Well, well, when they build a porch, they'll do a they'll do a brick face, 
brick box, fill that full of sand, and then pour a concrete cap over top of it because that sand will support the, the uh, concrete. Well, over time, that concrete's so porous, and if there's a hole anywhere in that brick, the, wa- the sand will wash out like an hourglass. So once you remove that cap, there's no sand underneath that. So if you take some sealer and you put it on that porch now, you just drench that porch with, with a sealer, a good water-based sealer, no water will penetrate in there. Use a roller or a squeegee? How do you apply it? You can use a roller, but you can also use a, a pump sprayer from a garden, uh, you know, a garden pump sure. sprayer that has never been used for anything else. Good advice. Excellent advice. Speaking about good advice, Chuck, Atlas Home Improvement is one of those companies that we advise people to call all the time. Especially when it comes to aging in place, right? You know, if you're looking for one of those jacuzzi tubs we see advertised everywhere, they have a selection. They've got like six different ones that you can go sit in and try out ahead of time. What a concept. Stair lifts, you name it, aging in place. Live in your home comfortably by calling Atlas Home Improvement. Yeah, we are on early. You don't have to look at your clock and wonder what's going on. We're on 7 to 9. Uh, we are followed by the pregame for the Michigan State noon kickoff, right? Steve Courtney. Yeah, yeah. he's a great job. Yes. So he's probably standing by knowing Steve. <laughs> probably, yeah, right, probably. <laughs> probably. Hey, have you had any close calls with deer on the roads at all lately? No, praise God. I've seen a lot of dead ones laying on the freeway, though. There are. I've been, you know, with my travels, I see a lot of dead ones, and this is the time of year. And Basically, everyone, just keep your eyes on a swivel while you're driving. In really the words of uh, Jim Morrison, keep your eyes on the road and your hands upon the wheel. <laughs> span right and left as you are driving down the road. And please, please, please don't swerve if you see a deer. You swerve, you're more likely to cause more damage and more hurt to other people. Just hit it, brace, hit it, and uh, please warn your kids out there about this is a distraction that these deer, they just show up. I, I saw a video the other day, Chuck, of a guy videotaping from his front window a deer crossing the road, and he gets hit by a mail car. You see the mail car just crumble, and this deer gets thrown down the highway, probably 300 feet. You see this thing just sliding. People have no idea how much damage these things do. So please, please, please be careful out there when you're on the roads. My brother saw one get hit on his way up to Everett last week. And the way he described it, luckily it did not come up and go into the windshield. Yeah. You saw people die. Yeah. Uh, it got thrown up and away. From the vehicle that hit it, but to hear him describe it, and I've seen it happen on the freeway, yeah. where that animal shoots twenty-five feet in the air. It's it's frightening. I saw it last year, right in front of me. The car right in front of me hit a deer, and that thing probably went fifteen feet straight up in the air. Thank God. I mean, it's, when it comes to the windshield, that's when drivers die. Sadly. Another reason not to tailgate people, Chuck. <laughs> that's such a pet peeve of mine. When I'm on a two-lane highway. I am literally 50 to 100 feet behind the car in front of me. Oh, I hope so. 50 feet? That's definitely... To, to 100 feet. I mean, oh, I am I am I never say. within two or three car lengths of a car in front of me. No, I stay and away from it, it. What drives me crazy is I'll have a guy right on my butt riding me. Just for this fact is that what you're just talking about, the, oh. the time to react. When you're right on top of somebody, you don't have that time to react. No. And if a deer goes sliding up in the air... And you're that close to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So please, everyone, please, please, please be careful out there. Yeah, we want every listener 
that we can get. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Hey, what are you doing around the house to winterize your own home? This year? Yeah. The equipment, machines, the house. I've, I've done some caulking. I've got some issues to do some caulking. Um, just got those new garage doors in, which, as far as I'm concerned, that's probably the best thing I could do to winterize my house because the old ones were just so energy inefficient. Don't you and love it's funny, a, a new door like that? I do, but my wife doesn't because I didn't get, any, I didn't get any windows in it. And now my neighbors have windows in their doors. And she goes, it just doesn't look good. I go, honey, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. We have a room above that garage and a, a window. You know, I mean, in your house, the most in, inefficient part of that wall is the window. And that's the same thing with the garage door. It's the window. So I didn't get any windows in my garage door. I'm like, and there's security window. breach. If you yeah. talk to, you know, security experts. Maintenance. Yeah, people look in and see them. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I have have um, started to get my, I got my that one uh, snow Thrower ready to go. Um, I what, will. What'd you do to it? To, to get just it fired ready. it up. You know, put new gas in it and fired it up. Make sure, make sure it's good to go. And it is. Do you lubricate the wheels or any moving parts? I ha- it's so new. I haven't needed to yet, but I will. See, I'm a big believer. Mine's brand new, and I still I'll use Sprite silicone and anything that moves. Sure. Everything, cables, you name it, anything that moves, I will use silicone on, um, and spray the chute. So that it's slipperier. Right. With like a WD-40 or something right. like that. Right. Well, I'll ask you the same question. What have you done so far to... Well, I've done that with my snowblower. Uh, it's funny because I make a joke. You know, I, I gave a smaller one away last year and I bought a bigger one, which probably means we're going to have a mild winter, no snow, which I'm good with. I'm great with that. Uh, made sure that the tires were aired up because the tires tend to, you know, lose pressure yep. Yep. in that machine. So... I do that even with something I'm going to use, and then I, I'm doing the same thing with my uh, lawn tractor as I put it away, even though I'm still going to use it. Right. I'll put new blades on that at some point this fall. Me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. But I'll lubricate everything, grease the Zerks, uh, put stable in the gas tanks, uh, generators, anything with a gas engine, I put stable in and run it. Yep. Uh, just making a practice of doing it this time of year. Walk around, take a look at your downspouts. Yeah. Sure those are all running Now, away. all of my downspouts go into a plastic tube that goes out into the yard. Okay. I've done that for decades. Okay. You know, with houses we built, we did it. Uh, just such a big believer in getting that water away from the house. Right. Actually, it's a good time of year to do it. The ground hasn't frozen yet. It's still wet from the rains, which means it's really easy to dig and bury a 12-foot length of plastic pipe, sleeved pipe, uh, I mean, literally, you can you can do a twelve foot length in in a, in a matter of minutes when the ground is this soft. You're right. You're putting it just below the side, your sleeve pipe, and you put your downspout into that pipe. So you bring it up right right at the downspout, and you'll get the water away from the house, and that can, you, that can solve so many problems. You're right. You're right. Right. Avoid so many problems. Yeah. As well. Good point. It avoids. And we, we mentioned dehumidifiers earlier and humidifiers. If you have a humidifier on your existing furnace on the return air side, please make sure you go down there and clean it out before you start it up this year. You know, go down there because it gets nasty inside that, that little reservoir there. Clean all that out. Get a new filter. Please get a new filter because if you don't, you're just going to be breathing a lot of nasty <laughs> stuff. I replaced my filter last week. 
and I'm pretty good with that stuff. I buy them in three packs, so I've almost always got you know uh-huh. a clean one to put in. And I was surprised at at how dirty the one I took out was. And I swear to God, I just replaced it a couple months ago. And it's, you have no pets? It's no. just you and your bride for the most part? Yeah, and, and my son come home, comes home occasionally, so it's like, yeah, he doesn't exactly, you know, muss up the house at all. I wonder if we that. have street people, you know. <laughs> yeah, and the help of vacuum guy, you know. I mean, <laughs> I know, it's crazy. That's so crazy. now's the time just to be doing that kind of what I call putzing. Steel wool You're right. in the old houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that years ago, shoving it in the gaps and cracks and then maybe foaming or caulking over that. Takes care of a few different issues out there, and we'll talk about that once we get back from break, right? Yeah. The ultimate protection against a flood in your basement, damage to your house, you name it, being without power for days is a standby generator. Don't you agree, buddy? It can be, yeah. yeah. I mean, if 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 the flood is caused by the fact that the sump pump wasn't running and it right. should have been. Well, we, we know someone that that was their ultimate. They, they did a backup, then another backup, and then a standby generator to make sure. And the company in southeast Michigan that probably installs more standby generators than anybody else is Oak Electric. Just bought a beautiful new building on Dixie Highway in Waterford. But they go anywhere. If you can hear our voice. And you want a quality standby generator, we want you to contact Oak Electric. Back here, buddy. Appreciate you being with us. We want to remind you for the next half hour, the phone lines are open. And then at 9 o'clock, we'll have Steve Courtney doing beginning the pregame for the Michigan oh, State kickoff. Oh, that sounds kickoff. great, yeah. If you've been listening, we've been talking things that you can do before the uh, before the winter, the cold weather hits. And one thing that is very important is get those gutters cleaned and inspected. And one of our great team partners, Christian's Gutters, when they come out and they clean your gutters, they will do a quick inspection on those gutters as well. And they can tell you if you have any loose gutters or not angling the right way. And for a great price, they can take care of that for them. You know, Christian's Gutters, they can find at theinsideoutsideguys.com. You answered one of my questions regarding gutters because gutters need to be cleaned this time of year in a lot of houses. Yes. And how do you clean them? Very carefully. <laughs> uh, truly, you know, a lot of people are, are used to, as you and I might have done a few years ago, getting up on the roof and cleaning them ourselves. But you might reach a point where that's not the safest, smartest thing to do. Right. And there is a company right. that we have that we strongly recommend. Yep, Christian's Gutters. Yeah. Great, great, great company. And repairing them. I mean, they develop leaks. Uh, if they're the old uh, nail and ferrule type uh, the nails might come loose. No, they might start they to sag. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of time, right? Yeah. So a good company that can come in and repair them or possibly replace, you know, redesign, respecify, replace. Yeah. And Christians, I love that they do the lights. Those, they're called jellyfish lights, and they're gorgeous. Aren't they cool? And they're programmable, so you can literally have your house permanently set up to uh, have a different color theme highlighting the house at different times of the year. So Halloween, you might do the orange. You know, Christmas, you might do the red or the, or the blue or the green. Come Easter, you might you might program those lights to do a pastel. I mean, I just I just think there's some really cool options out there today. Yeah, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you, Chuck. We got an email from Judy who's getting a couple estimates on a roof. And she says she has, she was told there was some mold in the roof, and she has an estimate. In the attic? In the attic, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the attic. In the underside of the roof. How's that? And she's gotten a couple estimates for um, for, new, for a new roof. 
and one person wants to tackle the mold and get rid of it. The other person says, once I put the ventilation in here right, you won't have to worry about it again. How do you feel about that? You know, it's funny. I'm sure we're going to get some pushback on this. When we used to build new houses and we'd get a bunk of plywood for the roof deck, it likely had been banded and was and it had gotten wet. <gasps> no. Terrible, right? No. And you'd pull sheets off that would have mold on the bottom of them, black mold. And you wouldn't install those. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's funny. That's why I said we'll probably get pushback, you know, because when that attic is properly ventilated, that sheet is installed where air is moving over the top and bottom of it, the mold will die. Right. right. Remove the moisture. Remove the, the, the one thing it really needs. If I'm a homeowner and I have mold anywhere in my house, I want it in my attic. Does that make sense? I agree. Because it's up, it's out, it's going to... Assuming it's, it's properly ventilated. It's, yeah, no, there you go. Assuming it's properly... Well, chances if you have mold, it probably isn't. But <laughs> if I have mold, I'm going to want it up there. Depending on the severity, depending on how I handle it, if I handle it at all. So we'll get people who will get estimates. and they'll, One company wants to put up can vents. Another company wants to put up a ridge vent. How does a homeowner know what's the best bet is? Yeah, I think I think a strong referral is a huge issue there. I mean, we've got enough quality roofers on our site. You have no excuse if 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 you're in the geographic area they cover, right, to not use a good roofing company. Right. And part of that is that they specify and install proper ventilation. Every one of the ones you and I would refer will do that automatically. And and the rule of thumb for people to remember out there is you Bottom line, you want that air to come in as low as possible and ventilate as high as possible. It's really not that difficult, is it? It, it isn't, but there is a science to it, especially since we started to complicate roof lines a few yeah. years ago with door oh, roofs and offsets. So right. Oh, I mean, think about oh. it. It's not a, when we start complicating those roof lines. It's not as simple as air blows in one side and out the other side, is it? it or from the or moves from the bottom to the top? No. Right. It's right. Not. Right. Yeah, if you put a dormer in in the middle of your roof line and it has its own soffit and ridge vent in it, what we have found is that you may inhibit proper ventilation in the larger attic space because of that dormer. Disrupt it. Yeah, yeah disrupting it. Or we talked to a gentleman, I think it was a week ago, that had the old gable vents, one in each end of the house up top. And... We have found over the years that gable vents can stratify uh, ventilation in an attic so that you're only ventilating the top third of the attic, not the lower two-thirds where the moisture is coming from the house because of the stack effect. And that's why, the, like you said, the referrals are so, so important when it yes. comes to this kind of stuff because when all you know as a homeowner when that company leaves, wow, look at my beautiful new roof. But what's going on on the inside once they leave? And uh, it is, it's, that is a science, but the rule of thumb is low and high. And if they do that for the most point, you're going to be pretty safe. Yeah. And, again, depending on your roofer, roofing company, to specify and install that. Um, warranty issues are part of that, too, because there you go. if Certainteen makes ventilation products that it knows will go with its roofing products and will preserve and protect warranty when properly installed. Right. right. So you don't want a roofing company that's buying 
uh, soffit vents over there and ridge vents over there and shingles over there and then kind of blending it all together. You know, I tell the story years ago how I went to a good friend of mine, Dan Zernick, from he worked for certain teeth for many years, and I asked for a referral. And a gentleman came out and gave me a bid of using certain teeth shingles but other products in that roof. And I went and told Dan, and that last time that guy got a referral from Dan, because not only does Dan want him to refer all of his products, but, I mean, that's like, that's like taking a, a, a Chevy starter and putting it into a Ford. Yeah, it might work if you do it, but do it jerry-rig rig it, for lack of a better word, but it's not going to work properly, and it's not going to work for long. It's, it's going to avoid any warranty. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, now, there are companies that will do that and provide their own written warranty. So, we, you know, it's one of those things. If a company is big enough to do that and to give you a, a warranty that you feel secure with for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, then that's fine, too. But you got to be careful. But read the warranty. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's 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 it's. You, you got to read it. You got to understand it. You got to know who who do I call? When do I call? What happens when I call? That should all be in the written warranty. I agree with you. Oh. I 100% agree with you, Chuck. I've been driving around a lot recently, and uh, you and I both do this when we drive. We look at houses. <laughs> it, it, it's it's what we do. And I've really been noticing so many structures out there, houses that are so neglected, but somebody's living there. And it really makes me makes me wonder: um, Are people that lazy? <laughs> and I want to say no, because I think a lot of it are, are people that have nobody else. You know, I'll pass a house, and I'll see trees growing. I mean, literally away from the foundation, and I see an old car in the driveway. I see a light on. I see grass up to up to the knees. It, I wish I could go to every one of those people and take care of that. I know I'm them. that guy that would. I'd be trimming your bushes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I'd get arrested for it, or I had the time to do it. <laughs> you know what? If I had the time to do it, I'd go up to them and I'd knock on their door and I would say, you know, how can I help you? And I guess the reason I'm saying this is because it's easy to drive by a house and go, oh, what a slob. But you know what? You don't know what's going on inside of that house. You don't know if somebody's sick. You don't know if there's a caretaker that's taking care of her husband or what it may be. Totally. And as a neighbor, if you get a chance to walk up and say, hey, can I help you for a minute? I think that's one of the best things we can do in the Christmas season. Because if you listen to the inside-outside guys, we'll help you identify any issues from the outside of the house. We do it on a regular basis. But if someone has trees and shrubbery growing that close to the house, and you know that person inside has no financial means or no means themselves to be able to take care of that, if you can't help them, if if you possibly can help them. I don't have anyone in my immediate area. Do you remember a lady years ago, and I, I, if she's still out there, I'd love to get a hold of her to get a hold of us. She had a program called Christmas in July. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she actually organized a lot of high school kids to go to elderly people's homes and fix their home. And I remember I visited them at job sites. They were repainting the inside of this one person's home. Um, I volunteered and helped fix some, some masonry at one person's home. It, it was absolutely wonderful. And, and I'd love to get involved with an organization like that to help those people who can't help themselves. I don't disagree with you. It's such a big issue. And we've been in that situation many times where it, it just becomes a matter of resources. Do you have the time to do it? Right. Right. 
right? right. A lot of us don't because we're taking care of our own stuff. But if you can cut those trees back in the fall, that is huge. Now is the time to have that You're done right. if you can't do it yourself. You're right. Cut them back. You know, you think about that gentleman years ago with Victor's Ruffing who went out simply to cut his tree, to cut some some limbs down and wound up having a devastating injury. Please be careful, especially if you get on a ladder, right? Yeah, we did ladder safety a week or two ago in our article. You're right. Read that article. You're right, you're right, you're right. You know, this company you've heard on WJR for literally decades now, and they're starting to be heard all over the state of Michigan because Kearns Brothers is growing, aren't they, Chuck? They do it right. They're a great company with great product, and they do it right. Let's see. What more can you say? If you need a new roof, we want you to definitely consider Kearns Brothers. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you, we are on from 7 to 9 this morning. We'll be on at our regular time, 10 to noon tomorrow, correct? Yep. Yep. Actually, 10 to 1 tomorrow. You're right. We'll be yeah. featuring Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning and some of the phenomenal products they have. They have such great products. And they started off as a, they started off as something you and I, when we first heard about it, was skeptical about duct cleaning. And it didn't take us long to, okay, no, this is a legitimate thing. And they have just moved the bar when it comes to duct cleaning and healthy air inside of people's homes. You want to make sure you're, you're breathing clean, healthy air, you want to contact Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning. They're just a, a phenomenal company. Can't say enough about them. I agree with you. So we'll be uh, running over there at noon tomorrow. Yep. And spend an hour with Steve Dickinson, who always educates us. Yes, 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 yes. Chuck, when we get an email and someone said they have what's called glass fog or they have moisture between the panes, is there any way for a homeowner to get that repaired? Typically, no. Uh, It's funny. Some manufacturers, uh, Pella being one of them, literally don't use vacuum seals between their pieces of glass. Uh, and it's based on science and technology, the, 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 the actual spacing, the length of the spacing. So theoretically, with some window units, you could have a fog, you could have moisture in between the glass that could and would dissipate if right. conditions are right inside the house. But with vacuum sealed uh, panes, once once that... Uh, glass ha- seal has been broken, you have to replace uh, the glass. Yeah, and, But you can replace the glass without replacing the window. There we go. And that was going next because most people don't realize that. And there are not a lot. We have a couple that we refer out that are window repair companies. Yeah. But most people can't find that service, unfortunately. No, that's tough. Uh, you know, we're in a position, well, a lot of us are, where we have fixed glass trapezoids and round tops and, and whatnot in our houses. And a lot of times those will go bad because they're an odd-shaped piece of glass to begin with, and they're all custom-made. But we should put people on notice. You don't have to tear out that frame or anything. You can simply replace the glass, usually by contacting the original manufacturer. And that's we get that all the time. People, who do I call? Well, who did it originally? You know, if you don't know, start doing the research on that stuff around your house and put it in a file so you know who to call. You know, and when it comes to windows, a lot like roofs, it's so hard for people to know who the right company is to call because you hear wood, you hear fiberglass, you know, you hear vinyl. What, what's the best? One company will beat up vinyl. The other couple will beat up fiberglass, yeah. wood, you name it. You said it yourself. You'd put vinyl in your house. I'd put vinyl in my house. There yeah. are great vinyl windows out there. There really are. You just have to have the discernment 
to, to figure out which one are the best ones, which one has the best rating. And to me, Chuck, warranty says so much about the product. If a company is willing to put a lifetime warranty behind their product, it's something that they believe. And not a trickily worded warranty that basically says there's no warranty, even though these 12 pages of typed material make it look like Yeah, there you is. get a pittance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And people do need to realize that a warranty does not, I mean, it's very important they realize this. When you sign a warranty, that just does not protect you, the consumer. There's also verbiage in that warranty that's protecting the manufacturer or the installer as well. And you can't blame them for that. No, you can't. Um, so you got to be careful. And that's, you know, the companies that you and I tend to refer aren't going to play that game. No. If, if they've got a problem with labor or product or how it was installed, they're going to accept the blame and fix it. And we hear that so much. Yeah. We, we've heard our, our team partners go, you know what, I just sent them a check back. I want them to be happy. That's the bottom line. We, you know, we have companies that do a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue a year, probably less, a lot less than that, to companies that do millions in revenue a year. Oh, yeah. But the most important thing about all of them is they all really want to keep their customers happy. And they wouldn't be part of the inside-outside guys if that, if that wasn't the main objective, to do jobs and do them right. You know, we exactly. talk about I, I can name so Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning. That was such a, a bastardized industry when it first came out. There are guys out there with vacuum cleaners that went down to the basement and banged the air duct and act like they were cleaning. <laughs> like you said, Chuck, when they would hire you at when you'd go into the lumberyard, they don't they didn't have to double check because they knew you were honest. When Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning comes in to take care of your, I don't take care of someone's house. I know I don't have to double check because I know how those guys are trained. And I know the most important thing to them and why they are successful is because a customer and customer satisfaction is the most important thing to them. Yeah, and, and if a company starts out with that premise, then really product and process almost become secondary and trail behind that. Now, that doesn't diminish the importance of those things. What it means is that they're going to find the best product and develop the best process and, and train people. How many companies do you and I know that are constantly training their employees? Right. Oh, gosh. Gosh. I All mean, the they have room, every, everyone we go to, Chuck, will yeah. have a separate room. We were at FSM yesterday. They had a separate room yeah. for training. CNC, separate room. Amnesty, separate room. And these people get into these rooms in the mornings with a mindset as I'm here to learn. Yeah. It's a great way to start off the morning, a week. And what's cool is a good company like that will allow uh, fair exchange. For instance, let's say you, Ken, the technician, encountered something on a job yesterday that he just hadn't seen before. He shares that in yes. the meeting, and everybody talks about it, and process is continually developed based on that. Why are you grinning? Because we spoke about this earlier when COVID happened, how so many of these companies didn't get together anymore, and this is why they need to. Good point. This is why they need to sit in the office and sit in the in the sales meetings and sit in the executive meetings to be able to throw these questions back and forth to each other. Oh my gosh! It's time. Is that our music for Michigan State pregame with Steve Courtney? And time for us to be done for the day. But we will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. till 1 p.m. because between the noon and one hour, we are going to feature again Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning. If you want to bring breathe clean healthy air in your house. Make sure you tune in tomorrow between noon and one 
as the Inside Outside Guys interview Steve Dickinson, owner of Air. Why don't you start at 10 and go through through the one that's a couple cups of coffee? Of course, that as well. So, (laughs) Brian Morton, thank you so much for taking care of us back at the studio. Thank everyone for listening. We will see you bright and early tomorrow at 10 a.m. In the meantime, if you need anything for your home, and we mean anything, Go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com because from the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence, if you need it, the Inside Outside Guys are here for you today and every day. Thank you so much. Until next time, bye-bye.